got your word, go to Psalm 139. 139. The theme for Vacation Bible School is, is uh, uh, what is the theme? Submerged, thank you. Submerged, going deep, okay? Find, going deep, finding the truth as you go deep. And for all of us, not just for children, but all of us are called by God to go deep, deep, deep. It's not just get saved, I'm good, got fire insurance, I'm fine, just go do whatever. No, God wants us to go deep. He says, leave the milk and go to the ribeye, man. Don't just stay on milk. Just go deeper, 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 and deeper. And that's what our children are doing this week, and I want to set the table for Finding truth below the surface. When you're going to do that, you've got to jump in full steam ahead into the Word. You've got to dive in. And that's what he does here. That's what David does in the Psalms. You know Psalm 139. You love Psalm 139. We, when you think about Psalm 139, you, 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 that immediately you want to go to that passage that he created you in your mother's womb, but he calls you fearfully and wonderfully made, and all the days of your life have been ordained before one of them came to be. That's the one we think about all the time. But if you go up a little bit in 3 through 8, he talks about being a personal God. He says, I know the words on your tongue before you speak them. I know the thoughts before you ever think about them. I'm acquainted with your ways. I know you. He's a personal, personal God. And so I want you to look at Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24. These are kind of the theme verses. This is kind of the the main text for Vacation Bible School, but I wanted us to dive in as well. Look at God's word. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is an See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I want to break that down in just four simple little phrases that he mentions here. Number one, search me. Mm. That's a dangerous statement, isn't it? Say that. Just say it. God, search me. You see, in West Texas, we got these signs. They're posted. It says, no trespassing. You ever seen those? When I was a kid, we used to dove hunt in East Texas, pond every 100 feet, all right? Those signs were just suggestions if you had a 410 shotgun. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm sorry. That's confessional hour for your pastor. But, but that's just, you know what that means to me? If I got a 410 shotgun and it's September and dove season and there's a pond, that means there's a lot of birds in that field and that farmer don't want you to go shoot them. That means go shoot them, right? I mean, that's what it is. So no trespassing means if you don't own the land, keep your, t- keep your paws off my land. Don't go on there, okay? Don't go on there. And that's, that's just like some of us as adults. Search me. I'm not praying that. I, I got a sign for God, no trespassing. It's my life. I do what I want to do. I don't need you searching me. I'm fine. But listen to me, David, who is called a man after God's own heart. He was a warrior. He was a kicktail kind of guy. I mean, David was a warrior, guys. And he said, search me, oh God, search me. When I think of the word search me, here's what I say. Permission granted. Permission granted. 
It just says that I know you. I, I knit you together in your mother's womb. I call you fearfully and wonderfully made, and all the days of your life have been ordained. I know a word on your tongue before you speak it. I know a thought in your head before you ever think it. I know where you're going. I know where you've been. I know where you're about to go. I know you're in the dark. I know you're in the light. Why in the world would I not say, search me? And even if I say, search me, why in the world would I say, no, no trespassing? You don't know me. My life, I'll do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Nobody tells me what to do. I'm sorry. I'm God. I'm that dude that made you, knit you together in your mother's room nine months. You came out screaming. I spanked you. And then I said, welcome to the world. I did that for you. And you don't tell me not to search you and I don't know you. I love you so much that I sent my son to die in your place so you wouldn't have to die so you could have eternal life. Don't tell me no trespassing. I know you. And he says here, God, search me and know my heart. I'm going to tell you, nobody knows the heart of man or woman like God. Nobody knows your heart like him. When's the last time you prayed a real dangerous prayer? God, search me. God, search my heart. Understand my motive. I sold a lot of people on my action. But God, I want you to interpret my motive and make sure my motive is good. I don't want to show off. (laughs) I don't want to show off. I don't want to puff myself up. I want you to search me. I want you to know my thoughts. I want you to see my heart. Search me. Second is this. Test me. (laughs) Doesn't get any better, does it? Search me and then test me. And know my anxious thoughts. You say, well, I don't have anxious thoughts, preacher. I don't need no test. You don't have anxious thoughts? I have anxious thoughts. Let me ask you a question. Let's see if this helps you understand whether you have anxious thoughts. Do you really trust God? Listen to that question again. Do you really trust God? You'd be quick to say yes. But how many times do you get frustrated with his timing, try to speed things up for him, try to manipulate things to make it work, and then call it God and curse him when it doesn't work out. Well, boy, you're meddling now. VBS, hope the kids have more fun than I'm having. But I'm just saying, anxious thoughts, search me, test me, get me on that anvil. That's what it says in Malachi. He says, hey, I'm going to put you on that anvil and I, I'm going to take every little bump off of you. I know you think you're I, I'm beautiful, God. That looks gorgeous. Don't put me back in that fire. <laughs> you back in the fire. I'm good now. Don't put me back in that fire. Uh, I got this edge right here. You think you don't have? You got it. I'm going to get this off. We don't like that. Test me. Test me. Do I really trust God? Let me tell you the Sunday school answer. Yes. Yes, but do you? Watch how you pray. Most people start off a prayer, it sounds like they trust God. By the time they end the prayer, they are God. I I did that for years. I'd start off a prayer like, "Woo, I trust God. By the time it's over, it's like, I trust Jeff. I trust Jeff. 
Do you really trust God? See if there's any anxious thoughts. Anxious is just jumping ahead, just wanting it, just going ahead, make it happen, do it. It's just, God, what? I'm praying, this is, this is the seventh day I pray to you. Where you at? Here's a bad scripture. A day, like a thousand years. I ain't got a thousand years. Just tell you, you're going to have to hurry up. You're just going to have to hurry up. But that's how he is, okay? I'm not saying it's going to take a thousand years, but I'm saying do you really trust God? Number three, you search me, God, and you test me, so now you can point it out. Mm. You want real accountability? Give it to God. God, I want to sit with you, and I want you to search me, and I want you to test me and see if I'm anxious and I really trust you. And then I want you to point out in me, what's it say? Anything in me that offends you. (laughs) I, I promise you I don't offend God. I don't offend God. Nothing I do offends God. That thought you had at that red light at Coulter is not offensive to God. When you go to Walmart and that person walks in front of you and that thought you just had did not offend God. You are so pure. I need to hang out with you because that needs to rub off on me, okay? God, I want you to point out any area that offends God you. Here's some real life from your pastor. My main problem in life in this area, sarcasm. That's me. I'm just telling you. And I have ill-timed sarcasm. I'm just glad Melissa didn't say amen real loud. Thank you, baby, for keeping that kind of on the low there. That's good. And Natalie, I appreciate that, honey. Uh, I have ill-timed sarcasm. Can I tell you that it's very difficult to raise children with sarcasm? Very confusing. Very confusing, okay? Really difficult to communicate with your wife with sarcasm. Guys, anybody try that? Nobody else in here is sarcasm but me? Man, I got this incredibly godly church. I didn't even know it. I need to change my messages. But listen to me. God always points out in my life areas of sarcasm. Do I let God do that? I have a word for you. No. I don't sit long enough, and if I do sit long enough, I argue with him. No, God, that's not me. <laughs> no, you, I got some people on my staff, God. I'm just, they got sarcasm. I mean, they need to work on that. Yeah, I know people, but mm, no. Nah. And then... This precious person that God brought into my life just whispers in my ear in that sweet little voice that she has. He says, one of the things that really drives me crazy about you sometimes is your sarcasm. Mm. And what I want to do in my flesh is say, no. And then when I get still before God, God says, your wife is speaking for me. I really appreciate it if you would just do not just the first two, Jeff, but let me do number three. I love the way you sit with me and let me search you. I love the way you let me test you to see if you really trust me. But can I just point something out to you? Your sarcasm does not please me. It offends me. And not everybody gets it. 
and it's usually ill-timed. You say, wow, never seen a pastor get that personal. Well, welcome to me as your pastor, okay? But listen to me. We've all got areas. Here's, here's an area that some people have that is not good. It, does, it offends God, if you're really honest. Emotions. Our emotions are like this. I don't want to knock this over. Like this wheel. Isn't that cool? It's like this wheel. It drives us before God does. See, we, we hear something, think something, have an ideal, and we run. We get all emotional, and then we run. And God's way back there. Hadn't even been consulted. Hadn't even sat with it yet. Haven't even heard from God yet. But we get emotionally tied to it, and we run with it. Or we create drama and emotion, and we get lost in it. You cannot hear God in a whole bunch of drama and emotion. Emotion's good. Our God is an emotional God, but in balance. In balance. And so if you sit with him and he searches your heart and he tests your anxious thoughts to say, do you trust me? And then he begins to point out emotions is driving your life way more than me. And you let him speak that over you. Because emotions of a beautiful journey through the gorgeous hillside of upstate New York looking at the leaves is gorgeous. Oh, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. That's great in life. But when your life is driven by emotions, sometimes a beautiful drive in the country can become a ditch. And too many times emotions can get you way off track, and God never even intended that. It can create more than he ever wanted. So be careful with your emotions. Last thing is this. It says in the scripture, see if there's any offensive way in me. Then he says, lead me in the way of everlasting. Mm. This week, I can guarantee, promise you, that there will be a boys and girls that will come to Christ for the very first time. They will give their life to Christ for the very first time. And we will say to them, now you can follow Christ in believer's baptism, and you can follow Christ. You can let him lead you. I wanted you this morning, I just wanted this morning, if there's not some moms and dads, some adults, who really, if they were honest up to this point, can say, I don't know Christ. I know, Jeff, you think I do. I'm really good. I'm real good. I'm very good. I know that you don't know that I don't know. I could, I could really do well on the church quiz, and I can really do well on the Jesus quiz, and I live in the Bible Belt for a long time, and I got this play like a Christian thing down. But Jeff, the bottom line is this. I have no peace in my life. None. I've never had peace in my life. None. Anxious thoughts, my whole life is an anxious thought. I, I live on anxious thoughts. Emotions, that's all I am. I'm constant emotion. I'm always emotion. 
I'm out of balance. I'm on the wrong side. But I've convinced myself that I can't do it because what will people think about me? What will they think about my family? What will they think about, about who I am and what I've demonstrated and what I've put forth? Listen to me. There's no, no, no greater thing you can do than come to Christ. Nicodemus tried to sell everybody around him on it. And Jesus said, listen to me, Nicodemus. You got to have two birthdays, my friend. You got to have a water birth and you got to have a spirit birth. And this morning, listen to me. If you're three or if you're 103, you got to have a water birth and you got to have a spirit birth. And until you have that spirit birth, you will not be set free and saved and born again. This morning, if that's you, my friend, you got to come. You say, well, vacation Bible school is for kids to get saved. Yeah. But I've seen a whole lot of adults get saved at vacation Bible school. And there's no better kickoff to vacation Bible school than a mom or a dad or even a grandparent saying, hey, why we got to wait till 6 tonight? I'm lost today. I'm lost this morning. And I want to meet Jesus. So you let him lead you. Because really, the bottom line is, he wants to lead you to everlasting life. And up to this point, he hasn't led you, nor do you have eternal life. And you can't get it just by saying you got it. It's what he says about you. This morning, as we enter a time of invitation, I want you to think about what we looked at this morning. Search me. Test me. Point out in me. And then lead me. Lead me. My question for you this morning, what has the Holy Spirit said to you? What's the Holy Spirit said to you? Not the person next to you, not the person you wished was here. What's the Holy Spirit said to you this morning? I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, we're going to pray. After I finish praying, we're going to stand and we're going to worship. It's called an invitation, but it's an extension of worship. Invitation is simply this. It's God's invitation. Not mine, not where to give one. God's invitation for you to respond, personally respond to what God said through his Holy Spirit. For God that spoke that to you. And for you to respond to that. So I want to pray. And then we're going to stand and worship. And there'll be people up here that want to pray with you, agree with you. If you want to join a church this morning, man, come, join. This is a great church. Come be a part of the family here at the Church of Bushland. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you. We adore you. We exalt you. Father, we know that you made us. and You knit us together. God, your desire is to search us, test us, to point out in us, and God, lead us to everlasting life. This morning, Father, I pray your Holy Spirit has spoken. And I pray now that we respond to that. For on the other side of obedience is always blessing. May we bless ourselves today by being obedient to your Spirit. This is our prayer in your name. Amen.